Today, more than ever, business success requires intercultural awareness and effective cross-cultural communication skills. Working, meeting, dealing, entertaining, negotiating, and corresponding with colleagues or clients from different cultures can be full of obstacles. One wrong move or basic misunderstanding could ruin or delay months of work. Understanding and appreciating intercultural differences promotes clearer communication, breaks down barriers, builds trust, strengthens relationships, and opens business opportunities. It is necessary to understand the importance of cultural differences in international business communication. International business people often learn foreign languages so they can talk to colleagues from around the world. Language, of course, is very important, but it is only half the problem. There are hidden rules for doing business with people of other cultures, as it can be very easy to upset your foreign colleagues. An American would not greet a European businessman by saying, Hi, great to meet you, because in Europe, Businessmen talk to each other in a more formal way. In the West, business cards are only looked at quickly, while in Hong Kong and China they are highly regarded. They are looked at closely and then left on the table during business meetings. In Britain, most business presentations would include a joke. In many other countries, this would be unheard of. Will you cause offence if you refuse to eat something? Your counterpart may be watching your reaction when he offers you some local delicacy. Small talk is also very important in some parts of the world. Talking about the weather or the wine come before business. In other places, people get down to business almost immediately. As each country deals with problems in a different way, it is important to understand how each country sees certain things. People often find differences hard to accept. Therefore, they feel uneasy if they do not know how to act in a different culture. It is, however, dangerous to stereotype what other cultures are like. Such narrow views can lead you to make predictions about what will happen in your business dealings. If your views are too narrow, you will be surprised if people behave differently from the way you thought they would behave. Our ideas, then, have to be flexible and come from what we see. We should also recognise that people's behaviour and personality comes from their national, their regional and their own background, as well as their company culture. Interesting information in that article. Now let's take a look at some of the new phrases and words that the article uses. The first phrase is hidden rules. There are hidden rules for doing business. What does that mean? Well, I think in any culture there are going to be certain expectations and certain ways of acting that people in other cultures might not necessarily expect or agree with. And sometimes those expectations are hard to learn unless you have some experience with a particular culture. So it's easy to get yourself into trouble if you break one of these uh, rules that you may not be familiar with. They're called hidden rules, I think, because they're unseen or they're not written down or clear but they're ones you learn, the things you do or don't do. And they can be pretty important. The next phrase is in the West. We hear that all the time. What is the West? 
Well, countries that were originally considered the West were probably America and England, but cultures influenced by European culture. Which now are all over the world, right? It's not so much a geographic uh, description as it is a cultural description. You sure. can find Western countries in a place like Australia or New Zealand. Absolutely. Yeah, very far east, as we would call it now. And south. Next uh, phrase is unheard of. How do we use unheard of? Well, when we say something is unheard of, it doesn't usually mean that no one has ever heard of this, this sort of thing happening. It means that something is unfamiliar or maybe not acceptable. Yeah, I think uh, uh, unheard of, we use that to say uh, things that should not be done. Right. The next word is counterpart. In the article, they say, your counterpart may be watching your reaction. Well, what is a counterpart? Well, I think of a colleague who works in another agency or another country who occupies the same position, but you might work with them. I, I think uh, working with this other person called a counterpart is the key. It's the person in another organization that you are supposed to work with on some project. Alongside. So, for example, in a business meeting, if you were dealing with somebody in another company, uh, the person who's negotiating for the other company is your counterpart in that meeting. Now we come to another noun, delicacy. Well, a delicacy is uh, something that in a particular culture is considered especially good to eat. And this can be something that gets you in trouble in some contexts because maybe in certain cultures what's considered a delicacy might not be considered so uh, appealing in other cultures. Sure, yeah. but it's delicacy to me reminds me of something that's very special and you should be treated with respect. It's a very special food. Right. Now we come to a phrase you hear all the time, and it is, get down to business. Well, what does getting down to business mean? Well, to me, it's time to start working. Let's get started. So in a business meeting, for example, you might begin by making some small talk about the weather or something else that's not directly connected to your negotiations. When somebody says, let's get down to business, it means it's time to start actually negotiating. Or the central business at hand? Exactly. Okay. So let's talk about this word uneasy. What does this mean? Uncomfortable, not relaxed, very nervous. So you might feel uneasy if it, something is happening that you're not used to? Yes, yeah, so if something strange is happening I don't understand, I feel uneasy. So okay. if you're in a, a business negotiation or some other kind of social situation with a person from another culture, you might end up feeling uneasy about some aspects of your interaction with that person. Maybe if you don't know the rules. The hidden oh. rules. Yes, the hidden rules. Okay, how about this verb to stereotype? It's dangerous to stereotype what other cultures are like. What does this mean? Well, to stereotype a culture or a group of people means to assume that everybody in that group or in that culture is going to behave in a certain way. Um, maybe some of the time those stereotypes can be true. You can use stereotype as a noun as well as a verb, by the way. But you can get yourself into a lot of trouble if you assume that a stereotype is always going to be true of every individual, especially when you're dealing with somebody from a different culture, particularly in a business meeting. So a stereotype might be the way you think about a culture? Right. Some ideas you have? A general idea that right. might not apply to every individual. Okay. Now the next one was narrow. Can you tell us a bit about this term, narrow? Narrow, this adjective means limited. So in this particular usage, it means that some people might have some 
limited ideas about how cultures are. Uh, so that's where it was described as a narrow view? A narrow view is sometimes stereotypes uh, make for narrow views because it's only one idea about a culture or people. Okay, so right. it doesn't allow for difference. Right. Okay. And now predictions. Can you tell us a little bit about predictions? Well, a prediction is somebody's expectation of what's going to happen in the future. Uh, for example, in a business meeting, you might want to make a prediction about how sales are going to go for a particular product or how a business relationship is going to develop. Many times there are guesses, but you hope that your guesses are backed up by real information. The last word we have here is flexible. Now, what exactly do we mean by flexible? That's a word that can mean a lot of different things. Well, I guess the true meaning of flexible is something that can bend. It's not rigid right, or straight. Right. So if you're thinking in a flexible way, you can change your ideas or your views. And that is quite helpful when you're going to new places or meeting new people. Mm -hmm. Also plans. Plans can be flexible. We can move appointments around and travel schedules. When we are able to do that, we are flexible mm -hmm. and flexible with our schedule. So flexibility is something that might be especially important if you're conducting a business negotiation with somebody from a different culture. You need to be able to expect uh, the unexpected or be open to a lot of possibilities. You need to be able to change to adjust to what you might find out about those other cultures. There's never just one way to do things. Right. Okay. We've talked about some things that might be useful in dealing with people from another culture, either in a business setting or maybe in some other context. Be sure to review the vocabulary.